Let's try try it with a different one. Just say something like, apparently Noel Edmonds is bankrupt or something. Yeah, and then um, apparently ran down the road and the uh, the kid was shot. <laughs> Press the wrong button. <laughs> Work though. Welcome to the Movie Chef Podcast, where we make a meal out of movies. I'm your host, Tebs. With me is my... Oh, no, you're the wrong way. Bestiesbud.com. Say hello, Com. Hiya, I'm still playing around with the stuff. Sorry, what? I'm, I'm playing... No, I'm in a microwave. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, we're trying out getting ready to go in onto YouTube. You're going to start seeing our beautiful faces on YouTube pretty soon. Um, I'm trying out some new Sam stuff tonight. If it doesn't sound too great. Sorry, but email us and let us know. <laughs> if you hear the odd boing coming out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're also uh hang on one second. That was that was really funny that actually called. Uh, hang on. <laughs> it's a bit too long that one, is it? It goes on a bit too long. I think I think the problem is that you can't really speak over them either. Can you? <laughs> okay, that was a bit too short. Anyway. <laughs> this is going to be great fun. <laughs> and we're going to be Not going to... fun for the listeners. <laughs> this is very much a visual medium tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Come on, how have you been? It's been ages since David was in the movie chef kitchen. David Hater. Go it's back been, it's been a long, long time. A long, long time. Um, just been watching a lot of crap. Been watching a lot of Star Wars. Have you watched Kenobi? I have watched up to episode four. Okay, which one's that one? That is. You tell me which one it is. That is. Do you know what? It's been so. <laughs> it's been so. Um, it's been so good. Uh, a gen. What was the last thing I can remember? Where the, the prison break episode? Because yes, TV shows always have to have a prison break episode in. It was the episode where they take Leia, put her underneath the coat, and the four hundred trained guards in the in the cargo hangar uh can't tell that she's there no it was like when you used to watch alvin and the chipmunks or the bass street kids or something as kids on the cartoons and they used to stand on each of the shoulders with a big coat around to try and get into a movie or to try and get into a bar or something and you're just looking like at the four legs go wandering along and you're like you thick bastard but like you know it's worse than that because it was like such a big appendage to the right hand side of his body and and, and she <laughs> and she was looking out of the coat constantly as well like like it was like yeah. like like his leg was quato you know what i mean <laughs> and they brought the, they brought the sort of three other rebels in just about 10 minutes before and you just like go put some red shirts on guys cuz one of you ain't coming on yeah <laughs> it's the stuff that's good is great, and then everything else is just. Do you want, what's what's the good stuff? Um, anything with Vader. Come on, there's some moments I'm not going to get any into. anything. We'll do it. We'll do an episode next week. 
Okay. But let's do Star Wars TV next week. Well, this week we're doing Disney, um, Disney Star Wars, uh, whatever that we want to call it. Um, the movie since Disney took over and grasped their iron fist around George Lucas's private pockets. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the films that have come out, and next week we're going to be talking about the TV shows. So you will get to speak an awful lot about Mandalorian next week because I think you love it more than Good. one of your children, maybe two. Two. Two, okay. And then we're going to be talking Boba Fett. Uh, we'll talk about some other bits of stuff coming up, and maybe even a bit of TV, uh, the animation stuff. And, of course, we'll talk all of Kenobi because it'll be finished by then. Yes. Have we got any news this week? Uh, you sent me news, yes. <laughs> I think stuff has happened. Let's do the, the bad stuff first, or the, 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 the dark stuff. Ezra Miller. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> they, they have been accused of giving a 12-year-old boy, yeah, I think there's still a boy, um, LSD, fucking marijuana, alcohol, uh, kidnapping that boy, and they have now disappeared somewhere and they can't be found. But the boy says it never happened. Uh, is he not, th- sorry, are they not on a uh, like road trip with a 17-year-old as well? Something like that as well. Um, also, they um, assaulted multiple people, uh, broke into multiple buildings, uh, and was intoxicated all over Hawaii for like, what was it, five, six weeks? Let's not forget it all started with him throttling a young girl in a bar in Reykjavik. That's right. And we all forget that one. And Everyone laughed it off. Oh, it's just Ezra. They're crazy, aren't they? Did he, did, did he not also try to? Choke yeah, some yeah, choke yeah. some sorry, did they not also try to choke let's, someone? Let's not spend the first week on YouTube totally mispronouncing people. That'd just be bad form. Well, I apologize. So what's he done? <laughs> Assaults, battery, potential <laughs> rapes. Uh, parents uh, uh, allegedly. Potential. Uh, so basically the parents are saying he's done this to our 12-year-old boy. Uh he's saying nothing. Um, as are Warner and DC are saying absolutely nothing and the young boy is saying it never happened so but what, was he is he not on the run I thought I thought we were in, in like a fucking OJ Simpson situation uh, I don't think we'll ever top that imagine copies of the Ezra Miller car chase being sold online or VHS on the corner of your local market mm-hmm. it's not going to happen is it, it should be getting dropped from the films they should have dropped him by now well how how much of Flash is actually filmed? I, I think they're pretty much done. Now they can't really throw that away now, can they? It's doable. Maybe not with your star. It, it, it apparently, is, well, he is playing two roles in it. So there's an awful lot of him to get rid of. Well, do you think they could Kevin Spacey him out of the movie? You put mean- Kevin Spacey in the movie. Boom! This is the Flash. <laughs> He's in the UK. Get it. Imagine Michael Keaton walks on set and Stacey walks out dressed as a Flash. No, don't you don't need it. Like you can do what the what the Zack Snyder did uh, in that zombie thing and just basically digitally put in another person. What do they call it? Like face face bombing is face swapping. Yeah, just face swap Ezra Miller with Grant Gustin. That'd work. Who's Grant Gustin? Oh, the guy from the TV show? TV show. Um, but yeah, I cannot believe Warner have um, got rid of uh, 
Johnny Depp from the Harry Potter films faster than they'd get rid of Ezra Miller from the Harry Potter film. Well, they see Ezra Miller as a, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to, how to describe him, a linchpin to their to their uh, universe. Is the, the, It felt like this was going to centre around the new the new movies. Yeah. Flash was going to be, uh, this is Flashpoint. This is a chance to reset it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fucked that one, on it? But <laughs> what else have we got? Um, what else was bad? Oh, yeah, Amber Heard. She's still bitching that. Do you know what I find funniest about this Amber Heard thing? And obviously, domestic violence isn't funny, but she lost. So she gives it two weeks. There's a paid interview with some fucking American talk show host and totally libels him again. So she just sits there. Oh, really? I've not seen this. So she did this, this series of interviews. And the first one out, she goes, He did it, and I'm going to stick by that till I, the day I die. It's like, what's Johnny Depp going to just go exhibit A, watch that? Yeah. <laughs> Libeled me again. I want another twelve million. He should do. He should do. But um, so, what good have we got happening? Venom three. Can't wait. Horse Venom three was coming. Can't wait. I'm very, very, very much looking to <laughs> more to see so many more symbiotes. Like we all know, we all know that the third movie in the trilogy always has to introduce. So many more bad guys. Yeah, there's got to be about 20 symbiotes. Or 100%. Different colours. There's going to be a rainbow symbiote. There's going to be a robot symbiote. There's going to be everything. There's, I don't know the way of the robot symbiote before you write letters. Um, but it is going to be absolutely... Well, was, there was the guy in blue. Stephen Graham played the, the, the detective. Uh-huh. Let there be carnage. And a bit of the symbiote drops on him or something. And I can't remember the name of the blue symbiote. Um, but that was sort of laying the groundwork for this this film what's his name now hang on one second what is the name agony apparently um do the symbiotes name themselves i don't know who names them would you just is it like those little things from that pixar movie inside out where you're just named after what you are but like this is this is an ongoing theme and problem that I have in a lot of movies, and we'll touch upon it within when we get talking to Star Wars. There are so many different planets and things I got there that they all seem to like speak English and have like English words and you know words that were obviously created within you know the English language. Yeah. One that got me. One that got me was uh, when Ray <laughs> was like for some reason. Uh, watching Kylo Ren or Kylo Ren decided to pop into her head and he was topless and she's like can you not put on a tile I was like, the first thing that popped in my head was surely there's there's like an intergalactic word for a tile see what I mean <laughs> like that's the only thing I'm thinking about when I'm watching Star Wars I've got there's another scene there's another scene that also annoys me so I'll I'll get to that later we'll get into that but you're absolutely right the the it's like they'll talk through and money becomes credits or something. Or in Battlestar Galactica, the language has changed so much in the future that instead of fuck, they say frack. Yeah. Every other single word they all say means the exact same thing. Yeah. Except for fucking frack. That's yeah. That's the only thing that's changed in the English language. Bullshit's still there. <laughs> Crap's still there. Um, apparently the symbiote that in in bedded in Detective Mulligan in Let There Be Carnage is Toxin. It'll probably awesome. spray poison everywhere or some shit. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be, I'm all for that. Um, we, we know we're not getting Tom Hardy in the MCU now, so keep these going. We might yeah. get 
Morbius. Did you see the Hey everyone, hot Morbius news? <laughs> so um they decided Sony decided to re-release this film in cinemas after it absolutely bombed the first time. And they re-released it for a weekend because this meme going around of Jared Leto reading the sequel called Morbius 2, It's Morbin Time, uh, became a meme and it became so popular that the money men thought they actually want to see Morbius. So they re-released it and it did about 85 grand. <laughs> see, I knew it was a meme. Like I understood that they re-released it because of a meme and that it seemed to be getting some traction on like fucking Reddit or Twitter or Tumblr or whatever the fuck's big nowadays. But like, I never, I, I seen that thing, let their, their, it's Morbin time. And I thought that was an after joke. I thought it was like a joke after that. I thought they'd actually caught themselves on and went, oh, fuck, we were stupid about doing this. Let's, let's do this again. Uh, I think that was the actual one. I mean, to be honest, anytime I see Leto's face, I just kind of skip over a little bit. But um, apparently that was the back of it all, that, that him reading the script and, going after the fancy, you know, with people saying it's Morbin time and all this, that's what got them to re-release it and it bombed again. Um, I just saw a very funny petition that got set up for people saying, uh, please release it a third time, we're all busy last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's so much happened. That's fairly recent. Let's talk Joker 2 then. Y- you're not as enamoured by Joker as I was. Nope. You didn't like it at all, did you? Not that I didn't like it. I, I just think it People just made it out to be something that it wasn't. Yeah, it was a it was a lovely shot movie. I get that fucking Joaquin Phoenix, you know, is the next coming of you know Jesus Christ, the actor. Um, you know, I understand it completely, but I just didn't get enamored with it. Now, if I think part and parcel of all this, <clears throat> it comes down to my understanding of the DC universe and how many universe there is now within DC. If if they'd have told me that this was going to be the starting point of another of another universe, um, then I would have one hundred percent got on board with it because the the whole um, uh, how it looked, how it was shot for me was was really really good. And I actually, do you know what? It actually really played into what I think the thematically how the new Batman was as well because they were probably two of the best looking uh, universes, DC universes that I've seen. But therein lies the problem of DC. I don't know what universe I'm in. I don't know what I'm watching. You know, where am I? It's another universe to Pattinson's. It's another universe to the DCEU. There's another universe to the DCEU Snyderverse. It's another universe. Oh, no, I think Birds of Prey is all still in that DCEU. So, yeah, it's basically another one. They're trying to say, I think, did they do a series of comics where certain characters are like Batman would be in Victorian times and they just set their characters in different worlds and different time ages and stuff. And sure there was. They're just trying to set it up as like, rather than building this entire interwoven single narrative, they just set up smaller little franchises in different universes. So you have different sandboxes to go and play with your toys in. It's just different directors and actors being given the same characters to do what they want with, uh, or well, to do what they think's right with. Joker, I thought was fantastic. I really did. I, I, it said something to me for certain things. Um, but as, as a fresh piece of cinema and you know what? I expected it to be bad, to be honest. I thought Joaquin Phoenix was obviously going to be a no brainer, but you know, 
the sort of the Todd Phillips behind the camera, you got to think, can he be restrained? Is it going to be too much comedy or whatever? But it was just a really grown up superhero, well, super villain film. Um, the the fact we're getting a sequel, which is a uh, well, it's called what is it? Filet de deux. Filet de Filet de deux. I've never learned French. Would you believe it? Which <laughs> I think means the madness of two. No idea. Um, and then we're getting um, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga as the <laughs> probably, probably going to be Harley Quinn. In it. Well, yeah, but what I'm going to say now, and it may come back and bite me right on the fucking ass, but I'm going to just stick my fucking pole in the ground here. If anyone believes that this movie is going to be a musical, you're a fucking moron. Um, I was just about to say I'm really worried about it being a musical. <laughs> if you believe that it's a musical, I, I believe that the, anyone who thinks that it is a fucking moron. Why? Why would they say it's... Well, they haven't actually said it yet, have they? No, no. But people have inferred this. I believe it is an absolute one of these Joaquin Phoenix, uh, you know, kind of style you know, jokes that they're going to try and pull that it's a musical. Everyone's going to get up in arms. And it's one of those ones where what's the best way to get people talking about something to cause fucking controversy? What was what was the title of Eric Bischoff's novel? Controversy creates cash. Something like that. Yeah. 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 I can imagine this being a, if they're going to go down, if they say musical, more A Star is Born and Walk the Line rather than yeah, on the music. <laughs> I would, I would potentially see now. When I say musical, when they, what people conceive to be a musical, they think it's going to be like a fucking, you know, greatest showman. I, oh. I have no doubt that there will be a couple of songs in it. I, yeah. I, I don't see Joaquin Phoenix dancing and and singing a song. Potentially, if it's like a dream sequence or if he's doing something crazy as the Joker, you know, yeah, I, I can see that. But if people think this is going to be, you know, a fucking Todd Phillips's Joker High School musical, I, I, genuinely, like, I need, I'm, I'm worried for people if they think that. I, I, I think it's going to be more. It really won't surprise me if Lady Gaga was Harley Quinn, the lounge singer. She was a lounge singer, and no, but she like, becomes infatuated with her. And she just sings songs all the way. You know, that, it's that kind of yeah. quality of live singing in it. But it's not stories that move the narrative along. And do you know what? You're right. It, she is going to be Harley Quinn. There's no point in thinking. Yeah. There's no point in any of us going, oh, maybe she's going to be Poison Ivy. She's not. Because we all know, we all know that DC uh, will revert back to the Joker in any way, shape or form. And Harley Quinn now. Yeah. The rub is done. Yeah. Character. And the character only came out in what the mid nineties. Mm -hmm. Now Joker and Harley Quinn together. There's, there's, you, you have one, you have the other. I think it's, I don't know. I, if you're Margot Robbie, are you pissed off? Well, she's becoming Jack Sparrow, so I think she's all right. I know, but it's one of those ones where, you know, imagine, imagine actually being in good DC movies and playing Harley Quinn. Because she hasn't, she hasn't yet. She was in the Suicide Squad, and I'll get that was good. Come on, I watched than the other one. Which one are we talking about? Second one, Suicide Squad. The right, different okay. one was better than the other one. And what was the difference? Say one's called Suicide Squad, and the other one's called the Suicide Squad. 
The other one's got the at the start. Oh, right. That, oh, that, dis- <laughs> that distinction is all the importance. But Joker, did you even expect it to do over a billion? It's Joker. But a film about... Paul. Joker origin. Paul. It's Joker. People will go. People will go and see it. That's just the way it fucking is. What else have we got here? What else? What other news? I feel like I'm more prepared for this than. <laughs> see, this is what happens when you've been playing around with a soundboard for three days. <laughs> Please hold while I uh, find some more news. You know what? I've got a bit of news. Oh, go. Why the fuck is Dexter Fletcher directing the new Sherlock Holmes movie? Um, <laughs> That's a direct question, Paul. He is an Englishman. I expect every Englishman knows Dexter Fletcher know somehow. Somehow. He's done all right in terms of acting, uh, directing. I, what, I thought you were going to say, but what was that newspaper thing he was in when he was a kid? Uh, Press gang. Gang, yeah. And it had... Um, Sawala, Julia Sawala. What else has Dexter Fletcher been in as oh. an actor? Um, and don't look it up. Okay, too late. I've got, I've got one thing. Lockstock. Well, I was going to mention. I was going to bring that up in a minute. All right, name something else. Uh, he had an uncredited part in Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> right. Okay. Cockneys versus Zombies. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. I'm just reading uh, IMDb now. Let's look what he's directed, because he has got... Right, Sherlock Holmes 3, pre-production. Ghosted, post-production. Uh, he did an episode, two episodes of The Offer. Ah, there you go. He's directed Rocket Man. That was popular. What's Eddie that? Oh, that's that Elton John thing, wasn't it? That was popular. Uh, Eddie the Eagle. Well, it was all right. It wasn't bad. Do you remember when um, Mel Smith decided to start directing movies in the 80s, like Nuns on the Run and stuff like that. There, like the King Ralph and, this, you know, all that garbage. And I know you like King Ralph. I know you're not going to take that. But, you know, this is this is what Dexter Fletcher is to me. He, <laughs> he's the Mel Smith of, of the 2000s. Let's just be honest. Oh, <laughs> is one of the greatest films that's ever been put to cellulite. <laughs> King Ralph is up there. Uh, Dexter, Dexter Fletcher also um, King Ralph too. <laughs> on IMDb, and I've just typed Mel Ralph. Mm-hmm. Dexter Fletcher also did Sunshine on Leaf, uh, the musical for the Proclaimers, uh, the Proclaimers musical, if you will, and uh, that is actually wonderful, and it's one that a lot more people should watch. So that's worth watching. No. Um, okay. Speaking of Lockstock. <laughs> it is a question for you actually what was your favorite disney live action remake uh jungle book it's funny you should say aladdin because guy Ritchie, after doing so well with aladdin um is doing the new <laughs> wait for it because everybody's been waiting a long time for one of these the new live action hercules movie now i don't know any reason why we need another hercules film We've had The Rock do it. We don't, we don't, we don't need any we, of them. <clears throat> we don't need any more Hercules films. It is absolute. And why? <laughs> We've already had Hercules in New York. 
We don't fucking need another one. Well, this is the Disney... I'm assuming this is the Disney live-action remake of the Hercules film, the film that came out in the 90s. So the main question we've got to ask is, is Danny DeVito coming to play Phil? And who's going to hang dong in a loincloth? Um, James we all wanted to talk about it. Do you think we can get James Woods back as uh, Hades? I don't know. I think, no, he's he's too controversial. He hates black people and Jewish people cause everything. Um, is that allegedly or is he on the... Nah, he's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, James Woods. <laughs> Fuck James Woods. Um, so yeah, that's, that's happening. Uh, Gary... Only, hold on, no, hold on. There is one caveat in that. Mm-hmm. The, hard, the movie The Hard Way. It's a fucking awesome movie. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, so Guy Ritchie, he brought out Wrath of Man last year, which was fairly serviceable. Wrath of Man? Yeah, Jason Statham played a guy in a suit that kicks people. Do you remember it? <laughs> <laughs> was that the pitch? <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember that Jason Statham one? It's dead no. Serious. It's dead serious, and he's really strict and professional at his job. And he wears a suit, and he does a lot of kung fu and shoot guns. Do you remember? No, you see, you've spoiled it for me now. Because I was just expecting the movie of Jason Statham going around and kicking people, and that's the movie I want to see. That's it. I don't want him to fucking shoot guns and fucking you know drive cars and kiss the the real pretty ladies. I want him just to kick people. Like I'm not. I don't mean like kung fu kick people either. Like like walk up behind people at a bus stop and like boot them in the hole. I was that I was just I remember in the Family Guy joke where he watches Roadhouse and then goes and kicks people for the next week. <laughs> kicking people, and he just remembered from like last weekend. I was sat with my pal in the living room. There were no on telly or well, and he just looks at me and goes, "Do you want to watch Point Bray? I'm like, "Yes, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Anytime's good for Point Bray. Um, should we talk some Star Wars then? Oh, there was. Oh no, there was some other. Hot news. Have you watched Squid Game yet? Yes. Um, all of it. All of it. Well, Disney, uh, not Disney, fuck them. Netflix have announced that we are getting not only Squid Game 2, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, um, but also a... I am not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also be getting... We'll also be getting a uh, live-action um, reality series from Netflix, which is basically Squid Game in real life. Now, think Ninja Warrior, Total Wipeout, Gladiators, with 400 people in a room. I can see it happening. Do you remember the movie, was it Series 7? Uh, go on. So I believe it was made, it was either the late 90s or the early 2000s. Now I'm going off a lot of memory here. I can't really remember the ins and outs, but it was basically based on the government is now run by TV corporations and a TV corporation basically sends out like red letters to 20 people every year and they now have to go into a new series of their TV shows, and the whole aim of the game is for them to kill each other. It was basically where the idea of the Hunger Games totally didn't come from. Yeah, well, Battle Royale, Hunger Games, yeah, that's identical. Like, But but it, it was only a matter of time before. I know it's not going to be actual people being killed. Yeah, I, I get that. But yeah. it's only a matter of time before that kind of stuff happens. 
Oh yeah, yeah, we'll go in there. But there'll soon be a, a point where some exec says, "Is there an island somewhere where we can have people fight to the death?" Yeah, you know what I mean, there'll be something. There'll be something. Mortal Kombat. But you imagine them playing tug of war. You could you could have it over maybe a forty foot drop into a swimming pool. So it's wipeout. It's wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> the first game is the one where you creep up on the young. Sounds awful, but the first game is where you creep up on the young girl and she turns around. And if you're moving, you get shot. Well, what's wrong with just having computer lasers that look for people moving, shooting with a paintball right in the face? Last one standing, and they reckon it's going to be the biggest prize in television, which could be anything now. The star in Squid Games 2. You get to be the first one killed in the next series. But it's, do you know what, though? It's in, like, it is interesting that they are given the concept of a TV show that has been done 50,000 million billion times in the past and everyone's acting as if it's just something new. It is literally just gladiators meets wipeout. Right. What's your problem? No problem. Just that I find it amazing that people find it, you know, really intriguing. Oh, they're actually going to make a real squid game. No, they're not. They're not killing people. It's literally just going to be wipeout and gladiators. Oh, there's no way they're going to kill people. But that could be the twist. What was the um the thing we learned at uni that there's only seven stories in the world and they've already all been told? Star-crossed lovers, man against nature, all this kind of shit. And everything's been told. You just got to tell it. <laughs> Squid games. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I, I could go for. Would you take part in a live action one in a real life like reality show? I just don't think I'm fit enough. Yeah, but all you've got to do is have a steady hand and cut out a, a caramel cracker or whatever in the shape of a honeycomb. Honeycomb, there you go. In the shape of a star or something. You've got. Know, but they're not. Or do you think they'll stick with the classics? Well, that's, that's that's hot TV. I, but you can't have the same thing over. You can't have the same thing over and over again. People with paintballs, no brain. A tug of war, great. What were the other ones? Glass shattering. Yeah, the glass shattering. What could you have instead of that? Trapdoors fall down into get yeah. tanks of ooze, like it's get your own back in the nineteen nineties. <laughs> That'd be classic. Um, and finally, hot news since we've been away. Hot, hot. Hot news, like a hot donut with a hole in the middle. Knives Out 2 has been titled Glass Onion, a Knives Out murder story, tale. I don't know. It's Glass Onion. What do you think? What do you think, Com? What do you think to Glass Onion? <sighs> what did I send you the other night? Um, I said, we had, a, we had a conversation on the podcast about maybe two months ago. And I screamed about um, Hercule Poirot and all that jazz. And literally, that's all they are marketing this as now, as an Agatha Christie. And it's just like, oh, this is the way that it was going. It's exactly the way that it was going. But it's all been done before. It's Agatha Christie. But you know what, though? It's, it's not that it's all been done before. It's, be, it's been done before and better. But now we've got Captain America in it. Right. Well, no, not in this one. What did, did, should we all just like turn these off and go and watch Miss Marple? I, I would suggest that you do. <laughs> do you want to watch Miss Marple or do you want to watch Dave Batista? Uh, is Dave Batista in it? I think he's in the next one. Can you take people serious when they are so large 
I'm not talking about fat. I'm talking about like extremely muscle bound. Like, like it's like imagine meeting imagine imagine meeting Arnie right around the time of Hercules in New York, right? And like he whips out those those massive nipples, right? Mm-hmm. Could you take him seriously? Um, consider he could probably snap me in half like a toothpick. Yeah, I'm not saying insult the man. I'm saying, could you take him? Yeah, I dickhead. <laughs> All right, nipple boy. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I thought, could you... Do a Mel Gibson on him. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, but I mean, could you take him seriously? Daniel Craig is Benoit Blanc, Ethan Hawke, Jessica Henwick. Why is Ethan Hawke in fucking everything? Fucking work. He's got a tax bill. Edward Norton, who will probably try and take over editing it afterwards. Catherine Hahn, Dave Batista, Kate Hudson, Janelle Monet. Leslie Oden. Ed Norton did it. You're, you, should we go now? Right, you're going percent, one hundred percent. Ed Norton did it because he would not be in it any other way. I'm going Jessica Henwick. Nope, it's Ed Norton. Just don't delude yourself. It's Ed Norton. We're putting it on. Yeah, that means we've got to watch it when it comes out. So, we... well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I complain about all this stuff, Bob, but I I'm always end up watching Henwick. it. I think they're gonna try and subvert expectations. Yeah. Let's go for that. Um, Star Wars. What went wrong with Disney Star Wars, Cole? It started so well. I I read reviews, right? I read somebody's review, and I watched a couple. I I usually don't do this. I don't don't usually go on YouTube and listen to other people's, you know, what went wrong, blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 because it puts things in my head, and then people might think, oh, he got that from there. So I I tend not to watch these things. But this thing kind of intrigued me. And it said, what went wrong with The Force Awakens? And I was like, I can't really think of anything that went wrong with The Force Awakens. I thought Force Awakens was actually quite a good introduction to the new universe. Or, sorry, not the new universe, but the new trilogy. Yeah. It, I think it was it was a very good introduction because it was very familiar. Yeah, but was to just up behind your shoulder. It was a carbon copy of New Hope. Yeah, beat for beat. Yeah. yeah but if you're gonna do it, why not go with the thing that smashed box office records? You're introducing it to a new audience. You're introducing new characters, but you know what works. So why change it? Well, well, <laughs> yeah. You need to ask Mr. Johnson what happened there. We'll come on to Mr. Johnson in a minute, but. Uh, Force Awakens does get slated, and look, let's let's look at the the new sort of cast because they get woefully, I think, woefully misserviced in a in a hope in this trilogy of. Uh, I, I, they couldn't decide between the old characters and the new. They needed to spend a lot more time developing those new characters. Mm. Everyone from Finn and Ray and Poe, and even um, Donald Gleason's guy. What's he called? General Hux. Hux. Even to that extent, you know, I think they needed to spend more time with them, and I think they wanted to. They were trying to balance it out between the two. I think the main thing that the whole trilogy got wrong, and it started off with Force Awakens, is not having any of the original cast interacting. Well, I, I think I think the main problem with the trilogy was they had for me. Force Awakens was a great starting point. It was a great starting point because it was building up a lot of intrigue. <gasps> Who's Snoke? What is Snoke to everybody? 
Who's Ray's parents? Why did Ray's parents leave her on Jakku? You know, all the all these things. And then, you know, even introducing us to characters like I I, I really love John Boyega's Finn in the first movie. You know, he was a fleshed out character. Um, I loved Poe Dameron in, in the first one. I thought Ray's character even was fantastic, you know, having her, you know, in the desert at the start of the movie, you know, you know, pillaging all the old um uh, starships and star destroyers that have fallen, you know, out of the sky, whatever happened at the end of, you know, Jedi, when we saw them falling down, you know, I thought that all was interesting. Every single bit of it was interesting. You know, then we moved on to <laughs> the last Jedi and it just completely. Yeah. Wiped it, everything. Me Abrams was very good with lost and all the other stuff he did of dangling a lot of threads offering a lot of questions creating these how did luke's um lightsaber come into possession of, of uh, maz Kanada? um where's ham been all this time why did he leave Leia eventually was it because of ben is that ben you know uh where's kylo come from what's his relationship to vader does he know about it who's snoke where who's he going to be and it, it's always the, he always asks questions with multiple answers because it keeps you tuning into the next episode but the problem is when you hand them episodes over to another guy, do you remember the stories you used to write at school where they have you like you'd write a, a line of a story and you fold it over and the next person writes the next line and it's supposed to walk, you know, you, it just darts here, there and everywhere. You're giving the keys over to Ryan Johnson and saying, go and take this baton and carry it on. And he just goes, nah, nah, I'm not doing that. The main, the main problem is that there was no, there was no story. Like there was no through through Fred. Now, what I have read, what I have read is that when Ryan Johnson took over, you know, on the Last Jedi, JJ Abrams says, "Just do what you want with it," and he handed him, he handed him a so-called finished script, and he decided, "Nah, yeah. nah, 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 I don't want to do that. I'm going to do my own." So, you know, the, as you say, when the problem, when you have two people with two very different visions of what the Star Wars universe is and how you should do it, you know, because let's be under no illusions. J.J. Abrams knows how to write a story. You know, he knows how he knows how to write a story that with a start, a middle and an end. But when you turn around to someone and give them complete creative freedom and autonomy to do whatever they want, well, yeah, they're going to create their own universe. Okay, so let's look at it against Marvel they have got one person or one team writing these films plots not just mm -hmm. through a trilogy through 25 stories they're writing and yes they have to change it from that time to time and and whatnot but kevin feige has, has said to each director that came in this is my vision this is the road we're going to give you the keys to drive along your section of road and you drive however you want but you've got to get from there to there and it keeps it now the difference is you, you think about george lucas with the original trilogy he didn't have that all that mapped out originally. No. His his singular creative mind kept it on course and delivered classics. Ryan Johnson was given that autonomy. Now we as fans are forever saying, let's have directors being given autonomy to do what they want. And instead of in this occasion, instead of saying to him, No, you've got to follow this because this is where Finn's going, this is where the Ray's going, this is what's gonna happen with Poe. Uh, this is a, her heritage, and we need you to lay these pieces down along the way. Just having somebody just go, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to do something different. Uh, to totally go with Last Jedi, he went, for me, against... 
so many ethos of what Star Wars is. He turned it into a joke. He turned it into a... He kind of almost dismissed what Star Wars was by throwing that lightsaber away at the beginning. By having Luke throw that lightsaber away, he was kind of saying, this is all bullshit. You know I love wrestling. A lot of people who li- what, listen to this know I love wrestling. And for somebody who was a wrestler to stand up and go, this is all bullshit in it, this is all fake, you know, somebody involved in it to go, nah, nah, you know it's all rubbish. That's like Ryan Johnson going, here's my lightsaber, I'm going to throw it away because this is bullshit, this is ridiculous. But it even, but it even started, like the movie started, Not that wasn't even the starting point of the movie. The starting point of the movie was that stupid joke between Poe Dameron and Hux. You know, it was a, it was a, a, a mama joke. Yeah. And it was just, it, 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 it I, I, like, I'd straight away, like, I remember the two things, obviously, that I remember about going to the cinema with, <laughs> with this movie. And I remember sitting down and being really excited. And I stayed away from all the reviews. Like, I stayed away from everything. And I sat down in the seat and my son sat next to me, right? And bam, but that came up and Ernie tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, what's wrong? He goes, I heard Luke Skywalker dies in this. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> Why would you? Why would you tell me that? He's like, I, I just heard it, and then looked at the screen. Now this is when the scroll was happening, and yeah. I was like, oh, "You've never told me that before." I was like, "What the fuck?" So that that was my first impression of this movie, and then my second impression of this movie was that joke, the mama joke. Yeah. And as soon as that scene ended, like I felt like ringing you and going, "I know I'm going to hate it, Paul. I know I'm going to hate it. I don't know why, but I know I'm going to hate it." It's, it's like the first. Four minutes of this movie have destroyed me eternally. Last Jedi was Disney Star Wars first becoming like Marvel. Oh yeah, in the Marvel blueprint, the the odd comedy. The I know the Star Wars have done this, but you know the the, blue the Guardians Mil- of the Galaxi- Galaxization. Yeah, yeah. Even things like the Blue Milk, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the the little things. I don't know. They had loads of little creatures in Jedi and stuff, but the obvious marketing gimmick ploys, the 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 horrible side story of going to a casino and <laughs> trying to find a MacGuffin and they end up getting caught and double cross like what I remember Medicio del Toro was announced for this before Force Awakens came out. Yeah. He was on that and that was his role. So do you remember earlier on we had that conversation about things that I don't understand how you know they speak English and stuff. First thing was this, right? Bottle tops and plastic bottles. Surely the galaxy would have evolved beyond yeah. a plastic bottle. Why would you not have a gourd? Like, you know what? I can, I can understand a gourd with something that, like a cork in the top of it. Yeah. But a plastic bottle with a ridged cor- like top? I don't get it. Anyway, you talked about the casino. The casino. Yeah. Why was the casino music like 50s music? Why was there aliens dressed up? With fucking dicky bows and white shirts, yeah, because that's what humans do. And yeah, and and surely, all the money and coins that I've seen, you know, throughout the Star Wars universe has yeah. always been like a very primitive, you know, because money. You're talking money, about credits. Yeah, credits. Money's never really a thing. They all use tap and go. Yeah, but it's coins. It's coins in the casino. Yeah, gold coins. Yeah. And there's racing. There's another scene that annoys me in the movie as well, right? <laughs> and it's the casino scene, right? So they're in this casino on top and in this, this casino. Then they go out to the balcony and Rose looks down and 
look closer. And he goes, oh, it's, and then he goes and looks at the, in the binoculars and, you know, they're, they're slapping the slaves and they're whipping the, the animals and stuff. That's okay. I can get past that scene. That's fine. But whenever they're getting out of there, right? And the, 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 the slave children let them out onto the race course. And then the next scene, they're breaking through the casino. Do those fucking things fly? Because that casino was up the fucking stairs. I think they're like, run up the wall or something like and and you know what but that's what it is for me right this is this is the 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 crux of what my issue with star wars is at the minute it's the small things it's the small things that are annoying me they like the 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 wee immute details that annoy me that they don't they don't have they don't have the love of the actual movies to try and figure something else out it is literally just, right, what can he do? How does he get to here, right? Um, jumps in a ship? Yeah, okay. Let me move on to the, the third movie, right? Wait, let's go. Let's go Palpatine, right? Palpatine, right? How, how are we going to introduce Palpatine? Um, uh, let's just get Poe Dameron to say, somehow Palpatine's back. Well, let's come on to, back onto this in a minute because two of the biggest misgivings for me, well, three, four, fucking hell, how the bad guys are portrayed in this, the dark side of the empire. Snoke was one of those where so much potential. Oh yeah. The new big bad, the new emperor. Who is he? Is he a clone of somebody? Who is he? That, do you know, do you remember coming out of the force awakens? Who the fuck is Snoke? His face is all fucked up. Who is he? Who, what? We've definitely seen him before. We've seen him before because why, why would they have a character with such a fucked up face and he's so evil? And there were so many questions, so many questions. And then the second one, Ryan Johnson went, he's nobody. Yeah, he's nobody. And we had the big interest, intrigue as to who was Ray. Oh. Left on a planet. We've seen it. We've seen her on the desert and the ship flying away. Nobody's daughter. It's Luke. Luke's Luke's daughter. No. Come to Ryan Johnson. She's nobody. Yeah. She's nobody. Junkers, Junkers, Junkers' daughter and they sold her for nothing. Bye. And do you know what? What annoys me about that scene more than anything else was because it lasted like 15 seconds and it was it was like Ben going, you know the truth. You yeah. know who they are. And you're sitting there going, have I missed something? Like, are they going to drop this reveal? Like, have I have I missed something? Did I not see something? You know who they are. There were nobody. We've got the start of, uh, towards the end of Force Awakens, where Finn picking up the lightsaber, you're beginning mm-hmm. to think, it's quite handy with that. Is this something natural there? Is, is this going to be a development for him finding out he's force sensitive? Ryan Johnson texts him. He walks around in a giant nappy and then nearly kills himself, but doesn't. Yeah. And he's the foil for another character. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson just, uh, for me, this, yeah, this is one, this is probably the second worst Star Wars film for me. Because it's... Yeah. You know are, you sticking, are you sticking solo as your worst? Fucking right, I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably say Attack of the Clones is worse than this. No. Re- nah, it is. Re-watch- have, when was the last time you rewatched Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith? Easter. And you, no. No. 
I can't, I can't know them three movies are far and and I get it all the fucking trade delegation fucking bullshit and fucking embar- trade embargoes. I think Attack of the Clones is just awful, an awful, awful film. The the twenty the twenty five minutes of Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman rolling around in the field, yeah, that does get my goat. Well, yeah, but if you went out for a night out and you had a great night, and then you come on next morning and go. Well, you know, the 15 minutes where I was getting punched fuck out of by a mugger on the way home was bad, you know, but the rest of the night were good. <laughs> no, you remember it all as being that I had to sit through 25 minutes of Hayden Christiansen talk whinging about being in fucking sand. You don't know my power. <laughs> Mind you, I can sound like Matt Damon from Team You America. don't know my power. Anakin Skywalker. Do you know, I thought, and I'll, I'll, I digress a wee bit, I thought Hayden Christensen was going to get his moment, his Andrew Garfield, you know, Tobey Maguire moment in Kenobi. And he, he hasn't. Keep watching. He hasn't. It's going to happen. He hasn't. He's, he's, he's not got it. He's going to get his helmet smashed. What? They can't? Hang on, hang on. He's going to get his helmet smashed. <laughs> now we go on to Captain Phasma. You like that? You like that segue? So, Snoke was badly misused. Hooks was just a fucking comedy character who should have been the Peter Cushing, Grand Moff Tarkin kind of, um, almost like the, he represented the military side of this empire. He was the top of the military. But I always see him as like a slimy character, like Snidey, so he would always just try you, and get would somewhere. Have, would you? Have, I know he's not supposed to be the same as Moff Tarkin, but would you have had hit Moff Tarkin as that same slimy kind of, with a worm tongue kind of sycophant yeah. hanging on? No, he should have been this foil to Kylo Ren. And every time he just got in front of him, he just had his fucking pants pulled down. Yeah. Um, what else are we going to... Yeah, so anyway, fucking third one. Let's just... <laughs> so, yeah. So... Lando tries to fuck his daughter. Somehow, Palpatine's back. Do you know why? Because poor Damron plays Fortnite. That's how he knew. Because it was announced in the Fortnite game, like they told everyone to tune in at eight o'clock on Sunday night or whatever. There's going to be a mad Star Wars thing going on, and people playing the game. You're running round, and there's speakers and sound of them saying the Emperor has returned, and it's him laughing. People playing Fortnite found out about key moments of the Star Wars trilogy before the fans did. That comes up in the Star Wars. How? How did he come back? They don't care. Do you know what? No, they don't care. When was the last time we seen the Emperor? Chronologically. It was it was being zapped by lightning, being thrown down a fucking into a nuclear reactor. And then what happened after that? It was a big bright light that went up. No, what happened after that? Darth Vader died. The Death Star blew up oh, again. Oh yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Bit. Yeah. So and yeah. um, Unless, unless he's been sucked down some vent, fallen out the side of the Death Star, and like just landed on top of you know a, a space taxi, and this like he was Lelud, he was Fifth Element. Fifth that's, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. So he went down. He went down a, a chute. He fell through the window of Bruce Willis's taxi, flying taxi, and Bruce Willis took him away. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and the first second you knew we were back, you just sat there like, yeah, what? Well, that's the, 
we know where. Yeah. We know and where. then, and then we get explained that Snoke was basically a zombie that he was controlling. It was literally a sack of meat. Yeah. And do you know what? We still haven't even spoke about. We haven't spoke about the fact that force powers now can do anything. Oh, they make it up as they go along. It's it's like watching Superman 2, uh, Richard Lester's Superman 2, where it just peels the yes off of his chest and throws it at people and creates mirror images of himself around the Fortress of Solitude. Star Wars, they just go, oh, well, somebody did this in the cartoon once, so we can do it now. They can, they can, they can fly. Sending physical items through the force. They can fight through the force. They can like literally just invade people's minds now uh, from galaxies away. They, they can bring the dead back to life. Yeah. That was supposed to be a thing that um, Darth Sidious said to Anakin. um, Can I learn that power? Not from a Jedi. Well, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, now does that mean she uses dark force? Because there's been other characters who use dark the dark force to do stuff, but they didn't explain it. It's just Ray can suddenly heal somebody with the force, and it's like anything they needed to do. And I'm I'm I don't want to say Mary Sue, but any time she needed to get out of summit to do summit to fight something to fly something to to best somebody to work something out, she knew it straight away. Mm-hmm. No, um, fuck me. There was n- there were no stakes. There was no oh, will they do it? Will they not? No, yeah. you knew every time she turned up, she was going to do what needed to be done to succeed. You know the only believable thing that I can now I've, I've rewatched these three movies this week, and the only believable thing for me, and it was from uh, the Last Jedi, the scene where. Luke and Ben have their come together where Luke is obviously frightened and tried to kill Ben Ben Solo because he's he seen the, the, the dark side in him. That was the only thing that I said, think to myself that rang true because, you know, Luke is being torn up inside because he was never trained fully. Luke never received received his full training. And any trainer did receive, it was from Yoda and Ben's Force Ghosts. Yeah. So he knows that he is not a Jedi Master. Like, I understand. And and do you know what? The whole mythology thing of the Jedi Temple and the scripts, that didn't bother me at all of, the, of these movies. Like, that never bothered me one bit. It was the pure and simple fact that they just didn't fucking know where they were going with these movies at all. I've said it before. The thing that I, I hate Rise of Skywalker more than Last Jedi. More. Because they didn't have the courage of convictions. They didn't follow through with what Last Jedi set up. Last Jedi to me was see where the Force Awakens, you knew it was just a new hope version. Mm-hmm. But then Last Jedi was their first step into something new. Trying something new. It was one of those, um, it was set around all, what, over a span of about three hours. Um, it's stuck on a spaceship. It's highly exciting, but there was they were trying new things, and instead of going with it, they listened to all the toxic fanboys on the Twitter, who the ones who hounded uh, actresses off for being a different color or for uh, speaking differently, the ones who hound the the actress playing Reaver in Kenobi at the minute because they don't like what she's doing, they don't like the story she's telling. 
fucking evil people who are trying to get Last Jedi remade. It's like just you know you, you absolutely tear these people apart for just telling a story you don't like. I'm ripping them to pieces now, but I'm not going to want anybody dead or slag somebody off to the face on. Yeah. That just did work that I didn't enjoy. But Rise of Skywalker, they had the opportunity to go, right, raise a nobody. Let's make her somebody. That's her motivation now, to be somebody. I want to be a Jedi that people remember. Poor Dameron, what should we do with him? Let's turn him into an ex-drug dealer. Oh, okay. Finn. Finn showed great promise. He was, you know, he was questioning, but is he going to be that Jedi? Is he going to be the... Is he going to have conflicted loyalties from his training? You know, from his um, psychosomatic reconditioning, whatever they call it. No, no, none of that. We're going to go back to what we're doing in Force Awakens because I like that better, said JJ. And we're just going to take a lot of notes while we're watching Endgame and try and copy that. And we'll just put Palpatine back in there. Take Palpatine back in because we need somebody. We can't bring Vader back. That would just be cliched. Okay, who do we kill? Uh, let's click, Let's kill Chewie. No, no, no. No, let's not do that. Okay, <laughs> C-3PO. No, give him his mind back. And it's like, you've got no fucking balls to stick with what ideas you have. Kill Chewie. Wouldn't have liked it, but do it. Have Ray kill Chewie by accident. That's some fucking trauma to overcome and become a better person at the end of it. But instead, they just go, oh, no, he's still alive. Look, it went wrong, shit. And there's no risks. There's no stakes. There's nothing. Do you have any faith <laughs> in this next trilogy? Ryan Johnson's trilogy? No. 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 Do you? Ugh. Yeah, it's Ryan. That's, it's, it's, come on, it's a joke. After he's come to the Knives Out films, he's getting his trilogy. <sighs> Ryan Johnson trilogy. We're getting a Taika Waititi Star Wars film. We want to quickly go back and talk about Rogue One because Rogue One is probably the first, is, is probably the start of where Disney started fucking up with their films. No. Go go on. No, you're wrong. Because Rogue One is the second best Star Wars movie in the entire series. I know you've got your issues with Rogue One. I know you've turned you've turned a wee bit over the years. I know you have you know seen the light a wee bit. I know you still have issues with the movie, but I to this day still believe that Rogue One is the second best. Star Wars movie in the in, in the entirety, and I'll go even further than that. It's 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 very very close to number one for me. Above Empire, near nearly yeah. Wow, okay, I I get it, I get it. It is a good film. I have warmed to it over the last couple of years. When I was watching it, you know, maybe it's because I went into it knowing Edwards was taken off of it halfway through, um, and Tony Gilroy was brought in. Tony Gilroy was paid $5 million to fix Rogue One. I and, think he did it. <laughs> and I just think when, you know, when they're given these um, tasks of going in and saving a film, go mm. and save Rogue One, go and save Solo, they should release the original alongside the <laughs> What, instead of like long-ended campaigns three years later? Yeah, just do it straight away or on the DVD. Go right. This is this is Rogue One. This is the film that we've made. This is exactly as we saw it. But the DVD comes, you know, with the second disc, and on that second disc is Gareth Edwards' original cut. <laughs> and have some some special effects missing, and have it. But let's see what he would put forward to him. I want to see what Lord and Miller were doing for Solo, because of, why would you hire two guys 
dedicated to create an improv meta comedy and then sack them because the film they produced was too meta and improvised. That's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. And this was, an, this was another point that I was going to bring up to you. Um, I think that there are very sound parallels between this second Marvel incoming and the Force Awakens trilogy. Um, I have a strong feeling that they have introduced the the Ryan Johnson uh, theory to a lot of people who have taken over with a lot of the different aspects of the new Marvel. And we have, you know, Wanda and Loki and Shang-Chi and uh, Multiverse of Madness and Eternals. Yeah, all of them. Walk. Well, all of them. They have the same. They have the same. You know, picture. Where and I still stick by this. I still stand by this. I I don't think that we're building to a crescendo in this two I don't think we are. I think all the universe is going to be different, and I don't think there is going to be uh, Avengers Assemble. You know, movies within these at all. The thing for me with Star Wars, that what the what the most done wrongly with these is like you say it's not a singular narrative i like the idea of rogue one at first because it's like it's the most obvious of plot holes and it's the most craziest one to think of you know it's like it's, you sat around like pitching ideas for a, let's do a Darth Vader film oh, okay let's do a boba fett yeah boba fett will sell then one guy just puts his hand up why do we explain why there was a ventilation hole just wide enough as a one rat to be able to shoot a <laughs> down it and blow the whole thing up? Why do we just explain why that happened? Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. And the, the, but the, uh, yeah, I like it. The genesis, the genesis. Yeah, and it was, yeah, the, there was a lot of backstory, and it felt after 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 Force Awakens, Rogue One took us back to nineteen eighty three. Yeah. Style, the clothes, the, the music, the, the the settings. It was real. You could touch it. It, it. it was moving away from the Skywalkers. So it was a more grounded. This is kind of like what's going in the, on in the Star Wars universe while all this stuff's happening. I like that. And then they just went and made Solo. Well, here. Here's, here's one, right? So I'm thinking of iconic... Star Wars moments, right? Mm -hmm. So iconic. So I'm thinking one, two, there's three iconic moments that strike me within the Star Wars universe. Obviously, the first one. What is it? Luke, I'm your father. That's number one. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. What would be your number two? What iconic moments? I like when you think when you think of of Star Wars, <clears throat> a moment within the universe where it's goosebumps, it's chills. I probably think some. It's got to be something along the lines of the Millennium Falcon, maybe just getting out of there in New Hope or something like that. But seeing the Falcon um, always does that for me. Probably those like those moments. <sighs> Revenge of the Sith, for as slated it as it is that moment where and it's got it's another Vader moment but where they're putting all the robots onto him all the robotic suit at the end mm -hmm. and then you just see that oh. yeah and then you get that really really stupid 
No. Sounds like one of those cow fucking things, moo things tipping over. They live. So for me, obviously, look, I'm your father. The second one they can think of is, again, Darth Vader moment. It's oh, Darth Vader in fucking Rogue One. I've thought of the other one. Okay, well, oh, yeah, you let yeah, me I'll know when I'm finished. I'll give you that. Dark Vader in Rogue One, that scene. Um, and the third one is Luke in Mandalorian season two. Yeah, okay. They're, they're moments that take me back to Star Wars. They are moments where I'm like, <gasps> like that is take my breath away moment. And I just don't have faith that there will ever be another one of those within movies in Star Wars again. Um, well, you say that, and out of the last 50 years, you've just named things that have happened in the last... Well, Mandalorian's a TV show, that there's a lot of love and care, and... Potential. And, and let's... Rogue One, that, that Vader. Yeah. I think that, that Gareth Edwards bit. I don't think Tony Gilroy would have come up with that. But that, that moment, that moment is what you're talking about when they talk about, you know, fucking the plans, blah, 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 blah. I think Rogue One didn't suffer because... There was no real element in Rogue One throughout the entire movie that played any part in any of the of the the other trilogies that had come previously, Phantom trilogy or the New Hope or a New Hope, until that moment, yeah. until the mo until the moment when you know the ships came together and the plans. I always remember. I always remember this funny thing. Sorry, I'll I'll be <laughs> because I remember being in work, and um, I hadn't seen it Rogue One, but I knew what they were trying to explain and i knew obviously that there were you know that it was the death star plans blah 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 i read the synopsis of the movie and uh there was another guy in work and he was a massive star wars fan and i turned around him and i was like jokingly i said well well at least at least we all know one thing and he was like what and i was like well everybody's gonna fucking die in the end aren't they yeah. and he just looked at me and he was like why would you spoil that for me and i was like well how the fuck am i spoiling it for you did you see any of them in a new hope and he's like, well, no. And I was like, right. So they all fucking died then, didn't they? And I was like, oh, well, I suppose, but you, you shouldn't have put that in my head. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> you just did what Ernie did. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's just common sense. Yeah, that is common sense. But I can't remember the guy's name. Um, not uh, Donnie Yen, but you know his mate in Rogue One. Yes. The guy's name, I never remember it. Guy with a massive gun. Guy with a massive gun. <laughs> yeah. He's a right. <laughs> the um, sorry everyone. Um, he was doing the comic con before, and they had the panel up talking about Rogue One coming out, and they were chatting away, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." Obviously, when I do my scene, and when I did my death scene where I died, <laughs> and all the crowd were like, uh, um, "You know, you can just hear that ripple," and it's like that guy comes from Japanese cinema where they make they make films about robin hood or you know japanese legends that everybody knows yeah it's his bread and butter so you just assume he, he doesn't know that you he's not making an adaptation of a graphic novel or something he assumes people you know knew what were going to happen to him um yeah i think yeah, i pretty much guess that that, that will come in but we'll see um solo i want to be very quick with this <laughs> it's shit <laughs> end of story it's shit Really, come on. It's dark, it's dirty, and you know, Solo's supposed to be a dark and dirty film. Fuck off. Can I, can I make a confession? That first car chase is barely watchable. Can I make a confession? Yeah. 
haven't seen Solo the whole way through. You prick. <laughs> it's one of those movies that I put on, I dipped out of, I come back in and it was a scene with the, the, the Childish Gambino in it and I was like, oh, Donald Glover's here. I'll... So I watched Donald Glover and I left again. Then I came back in, Donald Glover was back on again. <laughs> and I left again. Then he was given his name. I think that was, you know, possibly the best naming sequence that I've ever seen in my entire life. What's your name? Pan? Who are you traveling with? Just this sandwich. <laughs> What's that in your hand? It's a bag. Hand bag. <laughs> <laughs> Handbag. Fucking pricks. <laughs> I, do you know what, right? If 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 I was to drop in on you now, right? And I spend a week with you, mm-hmm. and then we see a prequel where something other big happens in your life. You know, a prequel to your life twenty years ago. He found everything that defined him. His blaster. His fucking. Oh, do you think you'd be the original story in my life? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The week that you spend with me would be the original. <laughs> no, no. Me and you first meeting would be the prequel to us now. But you go back to the beginning. He, he got his blaster. He got his name. He got his bird lost his bird he got his chewbacca he thought of a nickname for chewy he um, got his life debt owed he did the kessel run he got his dice that he was in the millennium falcon he won the millennium falcon he got double crossed by lando he won his ship back everything that we learned in the first three films was discovered within the space of about a week that guy was nothing and then he became han solo in a week be pretty fucking boring movie though if it was just Han Solo sitting in the back of the Millennium Falcon. More about him <laughs> than what we already know. The worst part about that film is, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm fucking telling you this. The worst part of that that film is that we got the reveal of Darth Maul at the end. Yeah, and we it's not going to go anywhere. Ah, nothing. No, well, that, 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 there's talk that if it's popular enough on the internet. <laughs> They'll make a TV show out of it because they've shown how Kenobi's been so successful when that was supposed to be a movie. Kenobi would have been a much better movie. That because and we're going to talk about we'll start Star Wars TV next week, but we're going to be in, you know what, six episodes, and I feel like we've seen nothing. Yeah, we've seen nothing. Nothing's happened. I have. I have so many things to say about Kenobi. <laughs> We're talking Kenobi, we're talking Mandalorian, we'll be talking Book of Boba Fett, um, the Star Wars holiday Christmas special. Um, has it been successful? Money, money wise, yes. Yeah. Commercially, critically, definitely not. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Talk amongst yourself, people, while I'm there. Dancing in a song. Are you looking forward to Taika Waititi's Star Wars? Um, I, yes, yes, and no. Let me let me get over Love and Thunder first, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> They've just released a picture that really looks like um, Thor's having sex on the back of a giant wolf, and I am all for that. Okay, <laughs> right. So let's have a look critically. So let's sort by. This is Rotten Tomatoes. So let's go by audience score. Fuck the uh, fuck the critics. Empire Strikes Back is top. So yeah. let's, we're doing Disney. We're doing Disney. So Rise of Skywalker, 52% by the critics, 86% fans. Wrong. It's got audio, That's just got 
review bombing all over it. But do you know what? Do you know what? I would say that the critics have probably nailed it on that one. No, not at all. You're completely wrong. Lower? 52. Lower? I'd say that's right. If I take my personal emotion out of it, yeah. It's a competent film. It's just... The Death Star crashed 20 years before that point, yeah? Mm -hmm. 20 years, 30 years. They find a Sith Wayfinder that was made centuries ago that could direct them to this box that was on that Death Star in the shape of the key that she's looking at. It's like somebody sat there going, oh, I'm just going to make this key that's going to show you where the box is and it's only going to become relevant if... Listen, it's it's exactly the same as the Master Codebreaker in The Last Jedi. Oh, Jesus. Rogue Find One the Master one. Codebreaker. So we've got Rogue... Um, like I say, going by, going by fans, Skywalker, Rogue One, Force Awakens, um, Solo... Last Jedi. Ninety-one percent from the critics, forty-two percent from the fans for Last Jedi. The the fans have nailed that one, though. That for me is people wanting to reach through their movie critic laptop and masturbate Ryan Johnson. I remember, I remember hearing like the critic Kevin Smith is always a good one, isn't he? Because Kevin Smith cries at everything, everything that he watches. He does this cry review, doesn't he? And I think that I think the last Jedi was the first one that he did it on, and I falsely took that as a oh fuck Kevin Smith likes it. And then I realised Kevin Smith hasn't been relevant in like thirty fucking years. I love the fact Mark Hamill as well was ballsy enough to do that interview. I think it was when the film before the film came out, or just after it came out, where he described him as Jake Skywalker. <laughs> I'm reading the script and he goes, "This isn't my guy. This isn't, uh, this isn't Luke Skywalker," and. Yeah, <laughs> fucking it's a payday yeah it goes but it's somebody else's to do with now maybe you know we need to see what they want to do with it now do, does the actor own that character the play it played him three times before that point I don't, to me i don't think he does i think i no. think he's owned by everybody you know and that's the problem you know, because whatever my interpretation is of Luke Skywalker isn't your interpretation of Luke Skywalker or Ryan Johnson's interpretation of Luke Skywalker. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't we shouldn't discover new things about characters. What I'm trying to say is we, we don't just change the character completely. Yeah, completely. You don't, you don't change Luke Skywalker. You see, if they had, if they had, as I was saying earlier on, his, his, uh, self-destruction of uh, you know how he seen himself because he he was trying to become a Jedi Master he everyone was told him he was a Jedi Master he defeated Darth Vader he thought he was fucking this great thing and then him crumbling because he knew he couldn't do it but he tried to do it that, that to me had a lot of heart if they had stuck with that but they just turned him into this fucking weirdo yeah I get the I brush somebody the, can go yeah the brush that I can understand how, you know, thinking you want to build up this Jedi training school and then getting shot on by your sister's kid can really fuck with your head. But to abandon the Jedi completely? Nah. Yeah. Nah, too much for me. Too much for a lot of Star, Star, Star Wars fans. And as, And the thing that a lot of people say, a lot of the nerds and whatever you want to call them on YouTube or who we're going to be next week, 
Um, they're saying that they're not they're not complaining about the character. You know, when you complain about Doctor Who being made female or Luke being changed this way or bringing in certain characters or whatever, it's not objecting to that person or that thing or their sex or their gender or their race or whatever. It's to do with the fact that you've given us this product and we've grown to love it over years since we were children and we've hung on to it. I've got a fucking thing attached to my wall that is from that original film because I love it. And you then change it completely. You say, no, that's not right anymore. I, do you remember years ago when Chris Moyles was on BBC Radio 1 and he said he was leaving the breakfast show because they were looking to do a new dynamic. They wanted a younger audience. And mm-hmm. I said to you, fuck it, I'm not listening anymore then. And you said, well, that's pretty much exactly what they want. Yeah. They're making these Marvel, even Marvel stuff output now, Star Wars, they're not making them for us anymore. No, they're not. They're not. They're, and that's thirteen-year-old boys and girls. Do you know what? Do you know what strikes me more than anything else? It's nothing to do with these movies or anything out there. It's actually Kenobi that that is realised now because, and obviously the Marvel stuff that's coming out in the last year, two years, they're not making this stuff for us anymore. They used to. They used to, but they're, that's not being made for us anymore. They're trying to get, they're trying to hook people who are 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and they're trying to get them for life now rather than us old codgers. Well, there we go. Anything else from you in terms of <laughs> Leave it on that light note. Yeah, I've just had a text message and I've had some quite bad news, so I'm, uh, I've totally taken the wind out of my sails with that. I'll tell you later. But uh, no, so um, next week we're going to talk star wars tv mm-hmm. not transvestites it's going to be star wars television so we're going to be looking at yeah mandalorian season one and two boba fett kenobi um i think there's an awful lot of episodes of stuff coming up soon as well and the next one so we'll have a look at that um and then after that i'm not too sure what we're gonna do let's do a menu okay we'll come up with a menu i'll come up with a menu How's that sound? I thought I was at least going to get a boing. Boing. So, follow us on Twitter, at PodMovieChef. Uh, Instagram, at PodMovieChef. Uh, Facebook, if you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Still doing it. Do Facebook. We're on there. Said we wouldn't, but I never check it. Um, YouTube, I'm going to say it now so I get in the habit of saying it, like, share and subscribe on YouTube, we do have a YouTube channel so if you go and subscribe to us, the Movie Chef podcast, uh, you'll start seeing our lovely, lovely videos and you can see our beautiful, beautiful faces when they come out Um, Star Wars next week Menu, come on Okay, we'll think of a menu Anything else from you? No Thanks very much everybody Bye Too much. I ruined it there. I talked over it. <laughs>